This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text us on 8.12.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Hey. Morning. We're, we're in quite a Christmassy sort of uh, end of term vibe today, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, well, we? I've got a chocolate Santa <laughs> on my desk. Yeah. yeah. Which um, is, it, 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 it raises the spirits. Yeah, he's belled up. Yeah, <laughs> don't surprised. make it sound like he's sort of a mobman out for a hit. He's tooled up. You yeah. thought um, the bell um, would have had a upsurge this year, what with the the pandemic and stuff. For social distancing yeah, reasons. I think in the yeah. plague, people used to ring a bell and shout "unclean." Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh well, you know, there might still be time to bring that back <laughs> as we face the Christmas of doom, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. Um, I've, um, oh, here's a question for you. I think we'd all agree, wouldn't we, that one of the worst things that's happened in the 21st century is a, a great upsurge of people taking them tel- themselves too seriously. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that. I think I've identified the moment that that began. Oh, go on. Oh. I think it was when joggers started calling themselves runners because <laughs> they felt the word jogger wasn't taking them seriously enough, not not really showing the effort yeah. and the work that they were putting in and they were reading magazines about running mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> strapping themselves up quite expertly and it was um, jogging, you know, it's a bit dismissive, OK? <laughs> I think that. That's good. If yes. anyone's got any other theories about when when uh, the, well, I, the urge uh, began. I think um, also, I think the, the 118 men have a lot to answer for. Do you oh, remember them? Yes. The ad campaign, they looked a bit like the late Bobby Ball, didn't they? Well, they were based on yeah. the uh, British runner David Bedford. Oh, were they? Uh, yeah, exactly. They were an exact copy of him, oh, which is a brilliant, they? surrealist idea. Yes. To take a real person <laughs> and then double him and put him in an advert. I mean, yeah. brilliant. Yeah. But I suppose it was the fact that they had all the gear. Mm. Um, I think that made people think, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a proper... It's a sport. They see themselves as... Proper sportsman. Wasn't it a white vest and plimsolls? Is mm. that what they were mm. well, rocking? No, it's, not, it's not just sport where mm. they take themselves too seriously. <laughs> Although there was a, no. there's a fabulous um, advert for David Beckham's new fragrance. Has he got oh, a new fragrance? Oh, he's got a new fragrance. I don't know how many fragrances has he had. Uh, Do you know, I've lost count. There is so He's got so oh, many man, in the he's, range. He's a fragrance fest. And, well, I saw an ad for his uh, whiskey as well. No, is it a whiskey he does? Uh, oh, he's doing whiskey he as well. Some, hey, yeah. is that whiskey bourbon? Something he like that. Some booze, oh, what an interesting he? role model he is. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, as he says... Prohibition in, for Frank. In his new <laughs> fragrance ad, where he's now reach the stage, which I think is uh, perhaps a, a, some form of a reverse pinnacle, where they are subtitling him, even though he's speaking in English. Oh dear. <laughs> Always a bad moment. <laughs> and he says, for me, there is no right or wrong. Mm. Oh. Okay, thanks for that, David. Oh, I, I mean, he's not a headmaster, is he? No, but no. I mean, but somebody should have said, uh, I wouldn't say the right or wrong thing, Dave. Yeah. He what? goes on, he clarifies. Is he discussing postmodernism? Is that what? I think it's, you know, he's, he, he, he feels that um, morality is a, is a subjective 
thing and shouldn't be subject to any overriding uh, structure. Right. Yes, he'd said that to me once. I think I heard him. I think after... Um, I think I, he said it in a post-match after I think it right. was... Uh, I think it was looting away in a cup game. Frank, can you imagine if someone did say that? I would love it. Anyway, what he says, and this is what I don't get, he says, for me there is no right or wrong, and then he says, there is only right by you. Ah. Um. Now I'm not... What does that mean? That means I'm all right, Jack, I do what I want. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but it's, 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 I don't like the structure of it. <laughs> There is only right by you. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not true, is it? What about if it's right by me to grab people by the buttocks really hard? Does that make it make it right good? Let's find out. <laughs> I'll be back in an hour. <laughs> I'm today Frank Skinner, roving reporter. <laughs> Imagine if I just went out to Golden Square now looking for buttocks. As well. long as you, as long as you start outside of the studio. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, I think yeah. You don't uh, you don't squeeze buttocks on your own doorstep. I think that's the old <laughs> same rule. Frank Skinner. Frank St. Bart has tweeted us. Oh yeah. Saying, uh, I found a verruca on my foot this morning. Thought of you, Frank. Okay. What, why was that? There was a there was a story you told. I don't know, I've never had a Veruca. Haven't you? No, you told, we told a Veruca story, though, I feel. I've had a couple in my life. Yeah. I might well have told a Veruca story. Yes. Um, I'm, I've had, you know, I've seen Verucas. <laughs> never had a cold sore. Never had a cold sore. I'm no. enjoying this link. No. <laughs> what have you never... No. No, that would be a good text. What, what have you never had? <laughs> yes. I, I don't think that would be a very good text, would it? No. Oh, OK. Well, you like stuff like, you know... And Neil Smith <laughs> says, from last week's show, Best Celebrity Weight Loss, Tom Hanks for Castaway. He took 18 months to look right for the part. Did he really? Mm. Seems a long time. Yeah, that, no, that's a bloke who thought, you've got to lose a stone. And he said, right, call me back in 18 months. Yeah. <laughs> that's a sensible guy. Yeah. They even let the air out the uh, basketball. Yeah. Everyone had to be thin in that show. When Ewan McGregor lost a lot of weight for train spotting, he said in an interview, somebody said, how did you lose the weight? And he said, um, I grilled everything I ate yes. and drank vodka. Mm. Instead of anything else, like he just drank vodka, I think. <laughs> and where's he from? <laughs> Scotland. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. I, um, you suggested that was a lot of fried food that was now being grilled instead. <laughs> well, <laughs> you never, if they, if they were grilling Mars bars, people wouldn't be so sniffy about it, would they? You might be right. So, and, sorry, Frank, just to say Rob on the subject. Mars barbecue. Of- you could call it. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. On the subject of the 118 man, uh, Rob says, Morning, Frank, Emily and Alan. Me and my buddies went to a 70s music weekend at Butlins about 15 years ago, all dressed as the 118 man. Yes. It... Best fancy dress we ever wore. Poor David Bedford has been completely <laughs> forgotten in this. Mm. The 118 man has taken it over. I must admit, I didn't realise that it was based on... Better. Well, David Bedford. David Bedford. <laughs> his running style was he would go like half a mile ahead of the field, and then you'd see whether they could catch him up or not. All oh, right. No sense of pacing or anything. He'd just fly off. And there was a diagram I remember in one of the Sunday papers, and it was a drawing of him running up stairs. <laughs> And it says that David Bedford has to run up seventy-two stairs to mm. get his heartbeat 
to the same as the average heartbeat of the normal human being. Excellent. Oh. Come on. He'd See? be all right in a um, multi-storey home, like a Victorian conversion. Well, lighthouse, he should have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he does now. He's a lighthouse keeper. Brilliant. Um, I had a, a, a guy called uh, Tim. Uh, Tim and Jason, in fact, that they've written a, com- uh, a comic called Pogs in Space. Oh, okay. oh, which I'm soaking up at the moment. As is my eight-year-old child. It's That's about really... pogs in uh, well, astronaut well, well, roles. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, it was it was the way it was addressed, which I like, and it's it's got a printed up uh, Royal Mail label on it. Oh yes. And it says Frank Skinner, Alan Cochran's with a <laughs> apostrophe S. <laughs> Emily Dean. So it looks like Alan Cochran's <laughs> Emily Dean, yes. like, like Bruce's The Price is Right. Yes. It's got that kind of uh, feel to I, it. I have no objection to the sense of ownership. Uh, no, it's good. It's, it's, uh, it's surprising. It's a lot. I had no idea that you were Alan Cochran. <laughs> <laughs> They've also spelt your name without the E in a sort I've, of Eddie Cochran yeah. style. I'm in a sort of Rod Hole's emu. My name mode is. Uh, here. My name is. Uh, my name All is. Right, Eminem. My name is full of potential uh, spelling mistakes. No, well, he got it? Alan yeah. with a U. To oh, be that's fair, good. Which is one of my favourite videos. <laughs> <laughs> It's the only fresh air I get nowadays. Um, uh, yes. Nasher has pointed out on the subject of taking oneself too seriously, he feels the education system has a lot to answer for. Woodwork and metalwork are now called resistant materials and are cooking they? is home economics. Mm. Yeah, that is probably right. Good point, well made. Mm. Um, I, there wasn't one boy doing uh, the cookery class when I was at school. And now I imagine there's loads. Mm. That's progress, isn't it? Yeah. Do they still do the cookery class. We called it home economics. Yeah, what well, do they still that? do? But yeah. What about was... when I did needlework? Oh, come on. Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> I, I met a woman down our old and an old la- an old lady. How dare you? <laughs> a posh old lady. But it's very lovely. There's some very interesting old people live near me. I'm hoping to grow some into in this that studio. community. And <laughs> She was, had all these interesting jobs and she said, I said, what do you do now? She said, I embroider political banners. I thought, wow! <laughs> what a... If only what's my line is still on. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Daryl has got in touch with us, Frank. Dazzo! I'm just making up <laughs> nicknames with people now. <laughs> Sorry. I think the start of people taking themselves too seriously began when Marathon changed its name to Snickers. Also, oh, what do you think yes. Of that? that might be right. Yes. Also a running <laughs> theme, so maybe it's linked to your thought about joggers. Ah, what do you yeah, think what, about that? What was Marathon up to? Was it like Andy Cole saying, no, it's Andrew from now on, I'm yes. a serious figure? I think it'll be some tedious legal thing where they'll find out there's a chocolate bar in Latvia called Marathon and so they've yes. had to change Or that it. they'd stolen it from a Greek run. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, someone was looking through their Greek textbook and thought, oh, hold on. Yeah. Thought they'd made this up. <laughs> I think it would have gone the other way because Snickers yeah. is the joggers of joggers and runners, <laughs> yeah. and Marathon is the runners. They should have, it should have been Snickers, and people said, "Oh no!" It, but I suppose I never, you know, chocolate bar. Do you want it to be taken seriously? I never warmed to Snickers. There was something slightly sinister about it. It was a bit like what Hitler might have called his other dog, Snickers. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. 
Maybe you're right. <laughs> but, you know, then again, as David Beckham says, there is no right or wrong. You're right. <laughs> Which apparently is his standby excuse in pop quizzes. <laughs> and in his personal life. So we were talking in that break about um, West Bromwich Albion's new manager, Big Sam. <gasps> Well, I didn't know whether to mention it. Oh, no, I'm, oh, I I'm, just uh, didn't know. I was no. sad, to see, I was sad to see our previous one go, who I loved. But um, you've got to love Big Sam. Yeah. Well, he's a colourful character. He wears his heart on his sleeve. Yeah, he does. Big and the presence. thing is, well, big face. And I think when, you, <laughs> when you've got a big face, your emotions are always out there. You know what I mean? It's and very also, hard there's no crowd hide. now, so there's more room at grounds for a big face, isn't and there? And you know yeah. what, Al? I like a manager who still wears the ostentatious gold jewellery. There's not enough yeah. of that in my book. They're all too but stylish. But does he? Or do we think he does? I've seen a picture. I do have it. There's a giant watch, Frank. There's a great clip. I think we all have to have a giant watch now, won't we? <laughs> That's yeah, part of the thing. I noticed Mourinho wears a particularly big watch. Of course he does. He's no, Mourinho. but it's like a sort of a is it knight of the round table type. <laughs> what enormous thing? Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know what that is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm. I'm quite excited about um, Large Samuel. Oh yeah. It's. Uh, there's a great clip of him. Have you ever seen that clip of him where there's a bloke dives? player dives <laughs> right in front of him yeah. and he gets up looking all hurt and upset and Sam's going <laughs> <laughs> really laughing like a bit too loudly about four feet from his face <laughs> oh man <laughs> and he's from Dudley and that's what counts oh there you yeah. go so um yes. local hero excited about it. yeah used to play for the Albion great have you seen this from Kev Mills no Morning, Frank, Al, and the giggly one, he calls me. OK. For me, everything became more serious when supermarkets called an egg and bacon flan quiche. No. We suddenly became all French overnight. <laughs> Duvier's another example. It's an Ida down, for God's sake. Merry Christmas, that's Milsey and Chandler's Ford. Just for you, Milsey. <laughs> well, on the pronunciation front, there was that thing where footballers, their names were always anglicised when they came here. Mm -hmm. I remember Jimmy Hill going on about Eric Cantona. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then suddenly we started saying things like Thierry Henry. I think he was the turning point. People felt they should say Henry instead of Henry. Instead of Terry. Yeah. Terry Henry would have been if he'd arrived two seasons earlier. Tell. Okay, so we will find we will find it. We'll find that term. Yeah, we'll pinpoint it. But probably today. Some, some great suggestions so far. Mm. Tremendous work, guys. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. By the way, don't forget um, this morning's texting best original questions for Guess Who. Um, oh, that's good. I've yeah. been playing Guess Who this week. Have you? And, uh, oh, I don't how's know, it going? I, I don't know if I told you, when I first started playing with my son, he was only, like, two, mm. and one of his first questions was, do they look kind? Oh, yeah. And I said, oh. that's too... too you've got to be more specific than that. What mm. a marvellous question, though. Yeah. Do they look askance? <laughs> <laughs> so I was quite pleased uh, with this week with uh, my visible tongue. 
inquiry. Have they got a visible tongue? Oh, yeah, have they got a visible tongue? Excellent. But you don't just want to go male, female, dog, cat, whichever version you're playing. No. I'm trying to find some cleverer ways of getting. Do they have an air of insouciance? <laughs> <laughs> that might That's be sort of... too much. Yeah. He's, do, they he's look, eight. do they it's look capable of original well. thought on a regular basis? <laughs> Uh, well, I'd love to. I'd love to get come up with some stuff. Because when you play the one with human beings, if your first question is, "Are they male? Are they male?" You've wiped out half the board straight off. Come do, on. Do they appear to have a hinterland? <laughs> I'll tell you summer as well. There's a major design error in Guess Who. Is that when you if you tip it one way, the doors open on one side, and if you tip it on the other, they all close, and the other ones open. Oh, shut Rubbish. up! Rubbish. Come uh, on. Yeah. Come I, on. I, I, sort sort it out, guess who? Listen, yeah. I went to a Punch and Judy show Again. this week. I don't... Do you go to one every year? <laughs> is that, I, I go is to, this a ritual? If there's you? one around, I go. I love them. Absolutely <laughs> love them. How do you even hear about them? I haven't... I mean, I'm... I, I don't think well, I've ever I, heard. I've got Punch and Judy alert. <laughs> 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 thing is, I believe this. There's one now. <laughs> this guy used the, used the swazzle as well. The, the swazzle. I beg your pardon. You know the swazzle. No, in the... I don't. Oh. I'm a woman well, you of can the world. do. You can do. This is this time radio? <laughs> oh, it's all right. Oh, you can it? do. Um, you can do swazzle, uh, punch. Uh. You can do Mr. Punch the way I do him. Naughty, naughty, naughty. You can do it like that, but that's not authentic. Oh, okay. The real Mr. Punch. God you, forbid. You have a thing, and it's like a little device that you have in your mouth, and it makes it sound really, the voice comes really weird. A swazzle. And, and it's, yeah, it's a swazzle. How does it sound then? I might get one. Well, I can't do it without uh. the swazzle, but it's it's a more sort of on, on earthly version of. That's what I know. Is it, oh, okay. is it like a kazoo, the swazzle? Yeah, like a miniature. It's got a sort of. Uh, you know, when, pe- when people have had their voice sort of um, mm-hmm. electronically treated. Oh, it's like an yeah. auto, It's like an early auto tune. Yeah, a bit like. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm a If you can imagine that, but if it was produced by Samuel Beckett, yeah, that's what the voice changes like, sounds into. Sounds changes any words. Just that's an anagram of a fine sentence. <laughs> so it really makes him sound weird. And this guy was doing the the proper swazzle thing. I could see when he spoke to the kids. I, I saw him. I thought he was chewing at first, and then I thought he's got a swazzle. Here we go. Wow. Uh, and, and sure enough, very exciting. You must be like, you know, when um, <clears throat> at the snooker at the Crucible and they applaud like a really oh, like yeah. subtle safety shot. <laughs> exactly. You must be like that fan, but for Punch and Judy. Yeah. <laughs> I was, um, I once... Got a couple of purists in tonight. <laughs> well, I know there's a thing amongst Punch and Judy men. It's one of the first things they ask. Is, amongst uh, Punch and <laughs> Judy men? What's what, going on? One of the first things they ask is, do you do the hanging? Because traditionally he was hanged um, oh, right. at the end, and now they've tended to phase that out for the small ones. Oh, that's nice. That's no. considerate. Yeah, it was. Uh, Hang on, I see. I find <laughs> yeah. I find <laughs> it's only a puppet, isn't it? He's a, also, he's a vicious individual. He's yeah. normally. Well, this I was going to say, Frank. I find the themes 
um, very distressing. Oh, I don't know about that. And there's I, one I, thing I, just I love. I find him very unattractive, <laughs> Mr Punch, visually. There's one thing. There's one thing I love, and this is a regular news story. It's crocodile in a domestic setting. Oh, yeah. Man in council flat with crocodile in, in bath. That story that comes up now and again. I mean, it's one of my all-time faves. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Mm. We're trying to establish um, the turning point when people... I think we're all agreed, we had a big vote on this, that Mm -hmm. um, one of the the problems of the 21st century is people taking themselves too seriously. We're trying to establish the turning point. Well, our readers have come up with some answers to this. Mr Butler suggests... Oh, God, not Mr Butler. (laughs) Mr Butler! (laughs) Mr Butler was a moneylender that used to come to our house when I was a kid. We was all terrified of him. Oh, Frank. Whatever got missed. The gas might have got missed. We'd rather have that turned off than not pay Mr Butler. He had a menace about him. It's easy to forget that you grew up in a Dickens novel until you start <laughs> yeah. talking about moneylenders <laughs> and you stuff. You say it's easy to forget. <laughs> Obviously not for you, but for us. <laughs> Mr Butler. Whoa. Well, Mr Butler might be... Uh... I hope he's not him. He's probably dead now. <laughs> no. Is it th- Mr Butler might be a relative of Ask Jeeves. Uh, he says... When George Michael grew his goatee, nothing was the same again after that moment. <laughs> yeah, I know what he means, though. I know what he means. Martin... What about that moment when films became film? Oh, yeah. So oh, I'm yeah. interested in film. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're not interested in film. You're not interested in that celluloid stuff. You like films. Yeah. yeah. It's all right. Martin P45... Oh, yeah. I hope everything's all right, Martin. Yeah. Um, Oh, I've got some terrible news, by the way, on the retail front, but carry on. Okay. Martin P45 says, when sign writers were called in to add the word artisan above every shop that made something... Oh, yeah. I'm with you on that. What about artisan bread? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Artisan pies. Oh, come on. Uh, Matt... Uh, uh, McGilvery, McGilvery, when comic books became graphic novels. That could I be. Think that's it. a really good. That one. really could be. It. And Mark says uh, when darts was called a sport. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think that's a long time ago. No, no. Um, yeah, I. Uh... Why did we start taking comics seriously though? When I was a kid, there was no. Yeah. Well, I love comics. Yeah, but you don't. I still read them now, but I still think. I wasn't one of those people who carried on reading them into adult. I stopped when I when I yeah. grew up, and then I, I've gone back to them mm-hmm. when I found out it was all right. Mm. But I still um, I still think of them like a child. I don't really want to know who did the inking right. on that thing. Yeah. But we're all different, for goodness sake. Anyway, I've got some terrible news. What's happened? <clears throat> for the there's retail? Lo- there's, yeah, there's been a lot of businesses gone to the wall recently. Yes. Yeah. And, um, Difficult it, times. It is. It's really it's bad. But... The big shoe shop has closed. At the oh of no! Which we've spoken of so Shut many times. Well, I was just going to remind... get Big Sam Allardyce's Christmas present. <laughs> <laughs> we should uh, remind if anyone's not heard this. Frank has. I can't remember what it was called now. Was it? It's an outs- Nautilus or something like that. It was called. <laughs> it's an outsized outsized shoe shop at the bottom of my room. Massive, massive shoes. 
you may have guessed that yeah. that's what they sold um, from the previous preamble. But it's always, I've never been in, so I find it one of the most frightening shops. The idea of people with and, enormous feet only and going Because every there. time you walk in, you hear the man saying, fee, fi, fum, yeah. fum. And also, if I walked in, I know they'd look straight at my feet. Yeah. And you'd feel, oh, so inadequate. Small, yeah. But tragically, it's gone. That's oh, a shame. No. It is. That's I mean, a, maybe there just isn't a long-term business in having a shop that scares people. Maybe. <laughs> or one that I only caters. I suppose so. <laughs> <laughs> What am I going to get Big Sam now? <laughs> oh, what about Greg Davis? <laughs> I like to think that inside Big Sam there's a Dr Bruce Banner who's uh, doing all the clever managing stuff that he's not given credit for. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochrane. You can text the show on 812.15. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio and email the show via the Absolute Radio website. I've got to tell you, the readers have been on top form today with their contributions. Yes. Um, one of the, the main themes... We, we, we haven't had any original questions for Guess Who? <laughs> you know, some of them textings do fall on stony ground. Yeah. But um, we take ourselves too seriously in the 21st century. When was the turning point when that began? There's been some great responses to that. Mm. Uh, Louise Grant, when people's lives became journeys. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Lorna. I'm glad to hear Sorry. that it's not just me that finds... Most of society overwhelmingly mawkish these days. <laughs> Lorna, when top tips became life hacks. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's so true, that. Paul Doctor, when TV series became seasons. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Doctor! <laughs> um, Darcy also oh, yes. says... Seasons. Is it when pop musicians started calling their, themselves artists? Oh, yeah, that's a biggie. Isn't yeah. it, isn't it that just? That is a biggie, the artist thing. You're not artists, you're musicians, it's all right. You play the guitar. Yeah, Get calm over yourself. down. <laughs> anyway, we all do it. Um, and Nate, Poetry podcast. Nate, uh, Theatre of Chips, as he calls himself. I like oh, Theatre yeah, of Chips. That sounds good. I've never heard my kids so loudly in the car as five seconds ago when you played Gummy Bear. <laughs> well, now the they're singing it. Thank you, Frank. I'll tell you this what. long drive will fly by now. <laughs> we, we, had a, <laughs> we had a bit of... I'll play an extended version for a minute. minute. <laughs> <laughs> We had a bit of bad news this week about we were going to go away for Christmas and then due to various... Um, there was tears before bedtime. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. ours was three. Right. Oh, um, so we can't... It turns out we can't go to the house we're going to go to despite the Christmas armistice. So I had to tell my eight-year-old. And he said, oh, that's... Oh, no. I said, look, it's, we'll still have a lovely Christmas. And he said, oh, it's, it's OK. And he put the gummy bear song on. He said, if I, if I feel a bit sad, I put... This is it. And I thought, when I find you know myself what? in times of trouble. And I thought, you know what? It's working for me as well. Yeah. It was, uh, come on. Everybody, if there's any bad news you've had this day, I honestly recommend that you try this. I, I think it's medicinal. I know music is very soothing and special, but who'd have thought this would be an example? Speaking words of wisdom, <laughs> gummy bear. Also on the subject of the gummy bear song, you, I, I believe this is 
tangentially linked to why you brought it up. Frank, apparently you're not a proper Punch and Judy man until you've swallowed at least one swazzle. Oh, really? But are you then condemned forever? That's from to Gary speak by Mr. Punch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I, bet I hadn't thought of that. It's yeah, got to be. they must occasionally. Because when he spoke to the, the kids, like, halfway through, I could see him moving it about in his mouth, trying to... Uh, mm. Yeah. Wow. We have uh, another entry, by the way. Um, producers gesticulating. Okay, I'm mm. with you. Uh, we have another entry for taking oneself too seriously uh, with the moment at which it happened. 297. When tasting food became that works instead of just that's nice. Mm. Oh, yeah. I don't think I even uh, noticed they that. Do it I don't on think it's a chef and programs like yeah. that. Yeah, right. That works. Yep. I... Well, you might want to ask why it hasn't reached your house. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> it's because nothing worked. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, I was talking about uh, Punch and... I should have said, by the way, in the Punch and Judy show I saw, he didn't um, eat his baby with a stick or his wife or any of that. That bit, that's been removed. Political the, uh, correctness the gone mad, isn't well, it? The problem, <laughs> the only problem I'd say with it is that he still gets, like, the police still arrive and, and, uh, and right. all that. And you sort of think, well, he hasn't really done that much. He's only had an argument with that bloke. Yeah. And it, it feels like he's the victim of, of some totalitarian state. What, oh, I see. But what, why does the crocodile get involved then? Does he...? Because there's a bloke living in the next council flat who keeps one in his bath. <laughs> and it's mm. No, it, it comes as a punishment. The uh, the devil turned up at the end, so all that was it. Anyway, Maybe they could just make it that the police arrive because they're too close to each other and not wearing masks. So it's sort oh, of God, you know now. that wasn't referred to at all in the whole right. thing. Right, it's a lovely uh, return to normal with punishment and duty. To be fair, at least is the in, the, the innocent days pre nose job with punch. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> he didn't go for rhinoplasty. How long does the show last? How much? I'd say it was a bit long. Twenty five minutes. Right. You know, this is for little kids as well as yeah. like me, big mm. kids. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, uh, David Mitchell was there as well, and we were laughing, I would say, more than any of the children right. involved. It was, was fun. What does any- that tell you? Anyway, <laughs> here's what I want to ask. Um, the, the swazzle that I was talking about, the, the, the device, do you remember there was a little flat semicircular thing you used to put in your mouth to simulate birdsong? Yes. What happened to those babies and what were they called? It's a very good question. I mean, they were really good if you could get, if you could do it. I would like to know what they were called. Did you ever manage it? No, I've never tried one, but I've seen them. See, I actually, with a lot of effort, they they used to be in crackers and things. Uh, You might get one this year. Men sold them on the street, didn't they? Men sold them on the street. Men sold them on the street. Bird song <laughs> gadget. Not yeah. on my, not on my street, dear. <laughs> yeah, you might have grown up in a more exclusive there used area. To be one. Remember, it's like a bird whistle Excuse that you used me, to. Would you like a bird whistle? There was one. Never was... happened to me, Al. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, not when you was watching wrestling at Thimble Mill <laughs> Anyway, there used to be another thing, and it was a whistle. You used to put water in it. Remember that and blow it, and it used that used to simulate bird. Oh, warbling. I don't remember that one. You two and your bird gadgets. (laughs) One last question. Dog whistles, do they actually work? Yeah, I believe they do. Have you ever seen one in the flesh? 
I've seen one, but I've not used one. No, I've never... I've heard of the concept, but I've never actually seen a dog responding to something I couldn't hear. Oh, do you think it's like the TV licence detective? I don't know. Why do you see my dog do that all the time? But have you got a dog whistle? No, but what happens is he will cock his head and he'll suddenly look alarmed. Sometimes when he's sleeping with me... Yes, he's on the bed. Sorry, Frank. Okay. Well, you know... (laughs) We're all different. Let's not go into, you know... Yeah, because as far as I'm concerned, it's not the most unhygienic thing that ever happens in a bedroom is a dog's presence. Mm, Thank you very much. Good day. That's that's a fair point. Well Uh, made. (laughs) However, um, I sometimes see him getting alarmed and waking up. And then a couple of minutes later, a couple of seconds later, then I'll hear a car alarm or something will happen. It's like he's got us. He's tuned into it. Psychic (laughs) dog. Wow. Oh, what about when I cat sat for a guy? He said, you can stay at my house for a week. This is when I was in a bed sit, so I was beside myself. I had a whole house. Mm-hmm. He got this cat, I thought, fair enough. Every now and again, this cat... Was it a cat or a dog? Anyway, I think it was a cat. Would stop and stare at nothing, but really stare for oh. about a minute and then walk away. I became convinced he could see demons and stuff, spirits oh, yeah. in the house that That's I couldn't see. That's the most see. logical thing that, well, think. Think. that was my first... <laughs> that was my base camp one theory. Yeah. Um, it really freaked me. Yeah. In the end, I wouldn't let it in. <laughs> God... I'd like to bring to your attention a uh, news story mm. about the uh, fashion brand Gucci. I know them. Who've, uh, me too, they've been <laughs> roundly mocked this week because they've brought out um, some sunglasses. I don't think it's that they've brought them out this week in December, which is weird. That's mm. a weird time to release a sunglasses range, I guess. Mm. But the mockery has been... Not the, for Gucci. The people, they, don't they wear sunglasses the whole year round? And also, I suppose, there's a lead time, isn't there, for the fashion industry to get it out there that, hey, you could have these sunglasses for next summer. I guess that's why they release them now. Anyway, they're upside down. Not um, Gucci, the actual sunglasses. They look like upside down glasses. Mm. So... I mean, I don't know how to describe it any better than well, that. I mean, we've well, we've you, all you know. done it. If you put glasses... I mean, the ones I saw weren't actually sunglasses. They were just glasses. Were upside they? Upside down, yeah. And, Disappointing um, for me. Whole article, not one mention of Dennis Taylor. Well, <laughs> funnily, I, when I read it, the comment... It had all this Twitter. You know when people just know, you can <laughs> think... Well, I can't write an article of my own, so I'll yeah. quote from Twitter. <laughs> it's very odd, that, isn't it? And what I'll do, I'll write what they said, and then I'll have the tweets also in photographic form. Yeah. Just to fill. We've got to fill it up. It's a big paper. Yeah. Anyway, they did that, mm. and there was a lot of Dennis Taylor yes. references. Yeah, in they the referenced one I that saw. a lot. But I think they kind of got it... There was a misunderstanding, because... He, Dennis Taylor, in case you don't know, was a, a, a snooker player who wore these uh, spectacles who were much higher at the top. Mm. And Dennis Taylor, is so he could get his chin on the base and still see the whole time because he'd be looking upwards. Yes. Mm. But the, the glasses, these Gucci glasses, they sort of droop downwards. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. So I'd say they, would, they wouldn't be good for a snooker. I'd say air hockey would be... 
Um, you get okay. that, like, a broader view of that which lies beneath you. Yeah. Can I speak up in defence of Alessandro Michele, the creative director mm. of Gucci? Yes, this is Absolute Radio, and you are listening to Frank Skinner. A pal of yours. <laughs> no. However, I think... Look, I just want to present the case for the defence. Would you be happy with yeah, that? Yeah, sure. I'm going to be honest with you. You don't have to do this with me. I like them. <laughs> yeah. Am I preaching to the choir? Well, I'll tell you what, though, before you... And I'm interested oh. to hear this. Yes. But there is a certain, the model that I saw wearing them was a, was a beautiful <laughs> woman. And I remember there was, an, there was an optician <laughs> down our, our road, um, bottom of our road in Albury when I was a kid. And... In those days, glasses was the thing that nobody wanted. Mm-hmm. If, if you had to yeah. wear glasses, you were an outcast. Yeah. Really? Basically. Uh, yeah, if a kid at school found out they had to wear glasses, oh, It was no, before not... Geek Chic and yeah, nerds it was well were being cool. And one of the and people well I was responsible for that crossover was Joe Guest, the former um, glamour oh, yeah. model. Oh, yeah. Who, uh, she started with the, the specs very early. Do you remember, Frank? I think they were protective. <laughs> but anyway, they... What they used to have pictures in the in they had like a, a display case at this um, optician, and they had pictures <laughs> of Bridget Bardot <laughs> and Sophia Loren wearing spectacles and saying, "This is a you know, see spectacles can look good." Yeah. <laughs> and you think they could have a dead lizard draped across <laughs> their face, and you'd still think, "Wow, she looks amazing." <laughs> and this model. She's a, as you say, being a model, a yes, beautiful woman, and so they, I like them. Wow! And also, they're they're what I would call zany. <laughs> <laughs> there isn't enough of that in the world where we take ourselves too seriously. Sorry, Victoria. Victoria Jenner, following on from the <clears> spelling <throat> of Alan's name, I posted a gift for Emily by special delivery to arrive at Absolute today. Royal Mail have said they've had a request not to deliver mm. to your address today. Gutted. And I spelt everyone. So we, thank you for your gifts, Victoria. I'm sure we'll receive them in the, in the new year. I've had a request not to deliver. What kind of a request is that? <laughs> no, I somebody it. please look into this? And if anyone from Royal Mail is listening... What the hell is going on? I'm going to do that next time I have a bad gig. <laughs> Sorry about that. I had a request not to deliver. <laughs> <laughs> so I followed that. What does it mean, though? <laughs> like, have you ever said, oh, if there's any nice presents for me, can you not bring them? <laughs> yeah. So I like not... the way you're saying this, like number two in the prisoner saying, why did you resign? <laughs> it is a bit like that, though. Sorry, we were talking about upside down spectacles, and and you were about to make a, a technical point, Emily. R M. I don't know if you know this. Used to work in the fashion industry, so she's oh, got did. many insights that we yes. uh, don't. Have. All I would say, and I know these stories. You know, we've all had a laugh, haven't we? Yeah. But I know we find it amusing. Oh, how? Why are they wearing this on the on the runway? Yeah. What I would say, I think it's helpful to explain. The uh, the method behind the madness, the apparent madness. Yeah. The designer, so Alessandro Michele, would view that those glasses. He would view that to a degree as what we call unwearable fashion. There's unwearable fashion. Yes. Bear with. He's not really expecting punters to run out and buy and wear. He's not expecting Alan Cochran to walk into Specsavers and say, "Oh, look, can I have some of the upside down cat's yeah. eye sunglasses?" And I'll have please. a pair of normal ones as well <laughs> to go. To- 
you know. I mean, I hope that doesn't happen. No. Well, I wouldn't mind a pair because I've got a pair. Of, you know that Richard Gere had those <laughs> things when he hung from the ceiling, American Gigolo. I've got one of those at home. Oh yeah, and it'd be quite handy for upside down spectacles while uh-huh. watching the television. <laughs> he would see this as the equivalent of the concept car. It's oh, sort of a showcase for his his themes, his brand, and he wouldn't. I'm not saying. I mean, somebody might buy them. Bit strange if you do. I did wonder if um, if actually they get more headlines for putting <laughs> stuff like this on a catwalk than if they just put somebody walking down in a nice jumper in and then everyone goes, oh, that's nice, sacks. Isn't it? Yes, I mean it's a it's a little like the Lady Gaga meat dress. That's how you have to think of it. Mm. Oh, okay. that yeah, apparently that went off, didn't it? <laughs> Well, it would eventually. Yeah. It's very hard. I think I she got up the next day and ate it. I don't know how many shelves you've got, but hanging that in the fridge would be a complete... Well, we have a walk-in chilled wardrobe. Do you? <laughs> Lovely. Like a butcher's meat fridge That'll in many ways. That'll uh, keep the moths down. Yeah. But what it means is that those glasses, we will all be wearing versions of them in five years' time. But we won't look like Bridget Bardot or Sophia Loren. You will, it. Frank. I don't think mm-hmm. I will. I have, to, I have to face that. These are women who would look good in those is this better or this glasses that you get at um, eye tests. <laughs> <laughs> We can't judge. Well, I, as you know, I used to watch fashion TV when it was on. You and I loved fashion TV. I was mesmerised by it. And I started... I watched a one-hour documentary about... Um, what's it called? Haute Couture. Haute couture. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And all these women doing intricate stitches on things. Hot that, food. Yeah. No, no, that's hot yeah, it's, a hot, it's about um, McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I just brought that up as a, as a, you see, a that's, digression. That's why they have Pret-a-Porter, because that means ready-to-wear. Oh. Ready-to-wear means wearable fashion. Couture oh. is unwearable. It's fantasy world. Yeah. Thank you. I've had, Next shoe, week. I've had shoes like that. Mm. <laughs> question then, Em, as our fashion correspondent. Oh. Do people still odd. wear those clip-on shades that you put onto <laughs> oh, normal over glasses? Like over aviator type things. Are you we're referring just... to react like rapids? No. Oh. I'm, react like rapids <laughs> really good. are the ones good that used to... They they would dim in sunlight. I don't I don't like those. You see old people in those. I always think that's a mistake. Yeah. But... I'm on about... Um, I know. They actually, they're like just the shades and they clip onto normal glasses and you can flick them up yeah. or pull them down, depending yeah. on... I, I'm not sure if they quite come under the umbrella of fashion more sort of joke shop, but I'm... I'm or pragmatic. <laughs> I think they I'm, were a serious... Were they? Uh, yeah, I think they yeah. were. I'm familiar with the items. That's one of the rare reversals of th- a thing that people <laughs> took seriously. <laughs> and now they consider it to be uh, a joke. Yes, I know mm-hmm. what you mean. I mean, I think that possibly they had the sort of um, M in James Bond vibe, like yeah. high tech appeal, didn't they? Mm-hmm. I do, I do remember them, Frank, but I haven't seen them for several decades. Well, if anyone's got anyone, I'd love to. I'd wear them. 
Yeah, I would. Very handy. If I wore glasses, but as a non-glasses Yeah, you don't want to be um, wedging them in in your uh, (laughs) folds, in your eye. What's your folds called? Or my epicanthic folds. Yeah, (laughs) you don't want to be wedging them in your epicanthics. Your Nordic epicanthics. Um, (laughs) Heaven forfend. Frank, a brief... Pinsnay, what happened to the pinsnay? I I told you I was watching a WB Yates. Is that how you say it? Yes. Is it? What would you say, Pinsnez? I've, I've only ever read it, so I always say Pinsnez, but in my head. Do you know what? When it comes to language decisions, I, I go with Frank. Oh, yeah. But there's a lot less to I don't go mean wrong. as opposed to you. I don't mm, want to fall out on. That's fine. He's really uh, upset. Pin, no, pins, okay. pins, <laughs> pins, <laughs> When did we start ticking ourselves? To, when we started calling Pinsnez, Pinsnay. <laughs> Frank, five... But you know that clip, on, they're the ones that clip on the nose. They're very much associated with... Uh, WB Yates. And yeah. you have a lanyard. You have a lanyard on them. It's a great idea. But I'm thinking, if you want to moor your spectacles, yeah, the mm. nose is a lot nearer than the ear, so it makes a, a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. And you can't, you know, all the things that go wrong with your stems, you have to sellotape them on and wear them like that. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean, Em? <laughs> I think I'd be that guy if I did wear glasses. I'd definitely be the guy with sellotape on the side. Well, I mean, the screws are too small. You have to have a special screwdriver. Do you? People take them into the opticians to get a screw put in. Yeah. Forget my wife, um, my wife recently. My wife, said, <laughs> my wife. Yeah, com- comedy's changed. Um, <laughs> my wife recently saw some glasses in a shop that she liked. Mm. Mentioned it to a friend who said, "Oh, so and so works in the optician thing. He might be able to get you them cheap." And then, like. Two or three weeks later, gets a call. He's got your glasses. Not, Ooh. not. He's got you a prize for your glasses. Just he's got your glasses. Oh. And no. I said, do you know how much they're going to be? And she said, no. Well, first question now. Exactly. First out the door, Frank. One hundred and twenty pounds without a that's conversation cheap. of like, oh, you say that's cheap, but we don't know. Do Does we? that include <laughs> the lenses as well, or just uh, just the frames? I think maybe the lenses were in there. Yeah. You Is see, that good? I don't know how he's put the lenses in if she hasn't she hasn't even been in there. <laughs> <laughs> you see, one of those like Albert Pierpoint, not the old hangman. Yeah. Oh, lovely Christmas reference. He could, <laughs> sh- he could shake someone's hand Goodness and estimate sake. their weight within uh, a couple of pounds That'd either be way. Very useful for uh, judo or. Um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu to well, look as, as it was for, um, as, uh, for execution. Yeah. Season's um, greetings, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe this, maybe an optician can look at your eyes and think, oh, minus one, two, five, minus one, minus uh, one, seven, five. Wow. And you're yeah, in. Yeah. If there's any opticians, let us into your Or ha- hangmen. <laughs> or hangmen. <laughs> Very few hangmen listening is my guess. I don't know, unless they're working in some sort of... Uh, anyway. <laughs> Punch and Judy, mate. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Yeah, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio in, in, with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text us on 812.15. Um, people have. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. They've done that as well. And email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Don't know. Steve Stew has been in touch. Steve Stew? Yeah. Both of them. <laughs> Where did. Frank on the radio actually live? Hashtag Smethwick, hashtag West Brom or hashtag Old Brew? Well, I was born in West Bromwich mm-hmm. at what was then Hallam Hospital. David Copperfield, the adventures <laughs> of. Yeah, <laughs> and I lived on the Old Brew-Smethwick border. So literally oh. I could 
I was in Albury, but I could hit Smethwick with a stone thrown from my garden. Okay. I tried it. <laughs> so it's so the answer it simply it's yes to all of those. Okay. I guess. Oh. Oh. Well, I hope that's cleared up for you, Steve. <laughs> I also have an update to bring. I um, messaged my wife and said, "When your glasses were 120 pounds, was that with lenses?" And she's replied, "Yes, but trade glasses cost nothing to make." One of the big rip-offs, she says. Um. I lo- I'm very interested in the big rip-off. I mean, <laughs> well, me, CDs, me too. <laughs> CDs were always cited as one of the most massive profit margins. My um, my son really? found a CD in our car the other day, and he went eight ninety nine. You paid eight ninety nine for a CD. Did he know what yeah. a CD was? Yeah, we um, we listened to CDs in the car quite okay. a bit. I know but someone who said um, nine pound. Who said that? Who, who thought that buying a bin was a rip-off? <laughs> he said, I mean, I'm not buying a bin, that's a rip-off. Yeah. Why is that a rip-off? If I lived alone... I don't think it's a, a rip-off, but it is one of those sadnesses when you... <laughs> you know when you, like, move out and you're sort of becoming a, a grown-up? It feels really grown-up to buy bin bags oh, or something. Yes. And you're like, yeah. oh, God, I'm spending my money on bleach and stuff. Yeah, but I, I, love, I love buying bleach. I wouldn't bother with a bin. I'd just have a bin bag and put stuff in. I started doing that. Yeah. And, and Kat said, no, we've got to get a, a bin. Mm. Did she say, oh, you're doing all right? I know, but what's the, well, what does a bin do exactly? I'm going to take it out and put receptacle. it in a bin. Mm. Yeah, but a bin line is the receptacle. Yeah, but, but it it's a connecting it, straight with your You don't want it to cabinet. ooze. You don't want it to ooze onto like, your like woodwork. No, no, so like I wouldn't, I wouldn't fill it to ooze in. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. We've also Terrible. had from Darren Crook. Okay. Um, I hope you're not operating at this time of year, Darren. Mm. Uh, when did people start like, taking life too seriously? He submitted when Jockey Wilson stopped drinking a pint between each throw of his dart. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the mother's less um, when they stop smoking and drinking and <laughs> snooker as well <laughs> in the mid thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, right. Uh, and also, that thing, when a player used to get injured in a football match, the other players would all lie on the floor until it was sorted up. They'd just be players lying all over the place. They'd never do that now. <laughs> they were going to have a drink of water. Nobody had a They'd just lay on the floor. And uh, Millie Martin... It was a good w- name. Great name. Yeah. Uh, I think it was when we all stopped having problems and started having issues. Yeah. Oh, Millie! Good point. Um, I wonder if her name is Millicent, because Millicent Martin was quite a famous satirical singer in the 60s. She was, yeah. Uh, Joe Ward has emailed, Yesterday I purchased a small notepad for my six-year-old son for the bargain price of 59 pence. (laughs) It was designed to look like a handheld game console. It had on the front, it sounds like a bargain, had on the front of it what I would have called a hologram that looked like a little computer screen. In the corner was a sticker that said, quote, with lenticular moving parts. (laughs) Absolute madness. I had to have a sit-down to really process the enormity of it. (laughs) What on earth does that mean? It's just taking itself too seriously, isn't it? Just put a hologram on there. You don't need to say with lenticular moving parts. Well, I bought a pack of two notebooks from from Poundland. (laughs) Guess how much? Oh. Pound. Correct. <laughs> yes. Brilliant. Do you know what I hate? And you give me a little steer there. Though. That I, I 
paused quite a long time before <laughs> working out the answer. And there was a sticker mm. on it that said, ideal for making notes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely marvellous. I had another, we're going in, but I, I got, let me get this right, I got um, six, yeah, six, no, eight, eight paper mate pens in a pack. And a partridge in a pear tree. Guess how much? Not a pound. A pound. A pound. That's a good bargain as well. Two. Al, he's on a roll. I find this link very depressing. (laughs) (laughs) If people still did this, I would go. Uh, You got two right. What happened to that? That died out. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. On the subject of uh, the great rip-offs, I'm. I'm not a consumer of these, but women's haircuts seem to be uh, up there, don't they? Yeah, isn't they even called haircuts? Are really they? expensive. Okay. I mean, and it's, you know, it's the same scissors, isn't it? <laughs> what, do you, <laughs> not, what do you pay for a haircut, what, Al? I do it myself oh, here we with go. clippers. <laughs> Nothing. Here we go. Now we're going to come to me, aren't we? What do you pay? No, that's I your mean, my, li- my, my wife literally <laughs> will not tell me how much her haircut costs. So, oh. you know, it must be expensive. Yeah, I think it, it, I ask every day. <laughs> there is some about every sort of, hour. That's actually. one of the equality things that hasn't really been uh, no. looked at. The fact that women are charged more for a haircut than a man. Yeah, you never know the difference to look sisters. it off, would you? No, but see, you've been led to believe that. I know. But I, it, does it take longer to cut a woman's hair? I suspect hair? my hair takes a little longer than yours, <laughs> with the greatest respect. I bet not that much. <laughs> not as much. The <laughs> absolute greatest respect if we to bro- you and the Turkish barber. But if we mm. broke down the proportional <laughs> pricing, I bet yours would still come out as you're being taken advantage of for being female. I think you're both um, right. I think this is one of those rare occasions where two people can both be right when seeming to disagree. Okay. There you go. Lovely. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Having said that, I'm very glad. I like the way that you. Um... Seems to be with the ombuds. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, do you work with the conciliation service, A-Cast? I think I should. <laughs> uh, I like that you take your son to the uh, salon, Frank, with you, because I feel your start... You were saying recently, I think, you t- you'd... Well, he had his, his first haircut. He had his first haircut. haircut. He's eight. And I think it was lovely that you took him to your hairdresser and it all felt quite a sort of regular experience. And as I, I think I may have mentioned to you before, my first time I had my first haircut, my mother said, right, we're going to uh, Sir Laurence Olivier's hairdresser. <laughs> mm. And I didn't want to look like Sir Laurence Olivier as an eight-year-old child. No. I mean, it was fine. It worked yeah. out fine. But uh, that's Turkish barber's the way to go. Yeah. Okay. Of course, he he invented the Purdy cut in uh, Henry V. <laughs> so I look more like him in The Entertainer, but anyway. I told you, didn't I? I met a bloke who worked for... He was an assistant to Mr Teasy Weezy Raymond. <laughs> oh, yes. Who was a celebrity hairdresser when I was a small boy. Yeah. And I said to him, it was, I bet you must have had some fascinating people in the, in the salon. He said, yeah, we did have some interest. I said, who was the most interesting? He said, uh, Salvador Dali. <laughs> I mean, yeah. what do you say about that? Imagine that elephant in the room, that moustache yes. sticking out 18 inches on either side. Do you I say, think... shall I just take the edge off there? No. I like this. Who's the person you can least imagine having a haircut? Because that is up there for me, Frank. Darling. Duncan Goodhue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
Yeah. What would you talk to Salvador Dali about while you were cutting his hair? I don't, well, I, I don't know. Would it be, yeah? You see the match last night, Sal? <laughs> I don't think you call him Sal. Been busy. Where are you going on your holidays? <laughs> I like people calling him Sal. Yeah, I think Sal, he'd be all right. Sal and Smethy. What if he just said, well, they're playing... Uh, they played nine minutes stoppage time, but uh, the clock melted. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, you were talking about Poundland I earlier. was. I, they are really, really good for stationery, can I tell you that? And for things that Quite are about a things. quid, if you've got a quid spare. I bought four, <laughs> a pack Frank, of four highlighters. Top, top How much? Thank you. Four highlighters. How much? I thought you said four lights. Uh, a pound? No, three pounds. What? <laughs> I don't understand. Hang on, has you gone in a different shop? No, have you gone in three pound, pound land? I don't, if you ever wanted to commission a show called uh, How Much, with Frank saying, I went into Poundland. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would try and sue that show on, on grounds it's my catchphrase. <laughs> as far as your wife's concerned, it is. Exactly. Um, well, there was some shocking news, actually, about Poundland. Am I saying it the right way? Poundland. Poundland. Pound well, are you thinking think it should be Poundland? It's, yeah. It's up, it's up to you. Okay. You were... Poundland. Poundland. <laughs> is it like Greek? Yeah. If it was like, like an you... MP's name, he'd be like Derek Poundland. Yeah. yeah. MP, wouldn't is he? it like Newfoundland or or is it Poundland? Or is it like Disneyland? I think it's Quite. Poundland. Okay, I'm going to. Funnily enough, I'm going to take your steer yeah. on this, Al. <laughs> Did you say Newfoundland? Oh, Newfoundland. Yeah. Would you say Newfoundland? Newfound. If it was new, if they have, if they refurbished, they could call it New Poundland. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah, anyway. I like the idea of Poundland. <laughs> okay, let's They've go been with in a bit of trouble, haven't they? They've had some bad press. Poor Poundland. How can Poundland have bad press? <laughs> well, <laughs> they they've got these festive tills, mm. and it's a nice little gesture. They've set up a sort of a special recording of Santa himself. And the recording is activated. The problem is the recording, the festive recording is activated when your card is rejected. Oh. And I've heard it. Have you heard it? They have Santa saying, God declined. <laughs> Insensitive. Well, he's jolly. He's, he's jolly by nature. Yeah. He says, uh, is it on the naughty list? I'm checking at once. I'll tell you what he does. It's a very... There's, there's a skill. Up. There's a skill in musicals yeah. of that moment when dialogue becomes song. Oh yeah, and he does that quite well. What he yeah. says, he says, he, he says, <laughs> he says, I'm checking it twice, and then he suddenly goes, I'm going to find out who's naughty or nice, and it's a very nice transition from. Yeah, from, right. I like the idea of people who in in. Get involved in a credit card, credit card <laughs> fraud, or either naughty or nice. It's a, yeah, it's a quite binary. And isn't indeed, it? people are struggling financially. It doesn't at all fit in with uh, David Beckham's view that there's no right or wrong. <laughs> people are up in arms though, because I mean, a lot of people yeah. have said thanks a lot, Poundland. For shaming us, <laughs> New Poundland. Well, it's also the idea they that... They could have called it uh, quid pro quo. 
I could have called that shop there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking it could have been worse. It could have said unafforded item in the bagging area. Oh, like, that would that be insane. really uh, shaming. Yeah, it's exactly. only one of the things, the benefits of the self-service till is that you can experience the, the humiliation. Yeah. Let's not beat around the, the, the bush, the mulberry bush, uh, of the rejected card in privacy. Yeah. Bit well, of discretion. And they're turning it into a public moment. I've always thought humiliation is great cardiovascular. <laughs> we know about that, as people in your basement I said. I've had a fair <laughs> bit. We know about that, mate. I've had a fair bit of humiliation in my life and various mm-hmm. things. And the ballet it's, link. It's, 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 ballet yeah. link. Yeah. What else? Ballet link, the Brits. The Brits was terrible. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that that barmaid in Wigan. <laughs> And and um, there was that, another TV one you did, Frank. That was bad. oh, there's plenty. Yeah. But you're, you know what I mean. You, you keep throwing it at the wall, doesn't all stick. Good point. But I, it's, I think it, it's it's a strengthening experience. Yeah. Humiliation. Yeah. Oh, I, what, I wouldn't. For you. you know what? You've done all right by it, mate. And also, if I was, people were sniggering at me in Poundland, <laughs> I yeah. think I'd be inclined to turn to the queue and say, hey. We're, in, we're all in Poundland <laughs> yeah, before yeah. you get on your high horse. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great leveller. But some that? of us are looking at the stars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but don't come here pointing the finger at me. We're all in this together, guys. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Uh, 297 has said Re Salvador Dali football chat. Would he support Surreal Madrid? Goodness me. Surreal Madrid. I get it. Oh, you get it. Mm. You're just See, saying, there, goodness me. There is a point. Of, you know the turning point when we started taking things, taking ourselves too serious? Yeah. It was always Real Madrid when I was a kid. And yeah. it suddenly oh, become yeah. Real Madrid. Yeah. Good point. Uh, Good point. We're in Poundland mm. at the moment. Poundland. And not together. This is, you know, theoretically. It's not an anecdote, is it? No. But... Frank just made the very good point that those in Poundland anyway should not be should not be judging. Yeah, the, yeah. Let let he who is in Poundland <laughs> cast the first stone. Yeah. How much is that stone going to take you back? A pound, unless it's in a pack of four with the highlighters. Three yeah. quid. Is everything a pound then? No, the no. high pack no, of four highlighters is three quid. Every, and some things are two for a pound and some things are four for a pound. Yeah, but it's really good for... It's, I, honestly, for stationery, for stationery I'd yeah. recommend it. Are you one of those Absolutely. people that love stationery shops? I love stationery, But then generally. you go to the cheap place around the corner instead. Well, because I go into Ryman's and think I can't justify spending... You go into Ryman's 1983. Yeah. <laughs> he goes into Ryman's window shopping and then he goes into Poundland oh. and gets the same stuff yeah. cheaper. Is Ryman still going? Yes, yeah, there's, so, yeah. there's one I go in regularly. Are you I'm sure, like, Frank? Absolutely yeah, certain. Okay. I, thought I, just, I got my 2021 journal from there. Only last week. Oh, I'm just going to use this year's. Yeah. <laughs> Still got some pages uh, free it. in that one. But people talk about humiliation. I mean, it's their card being rejected. That could be it. That might not be because you don't have any money. Could be a technical glitch. Could be also. I was going out once with a French woman half my age. And oh, we went into a restaurant. Legend. Good light. We went Legend. To- Legend. Oh, oh make me feel ill. <laughs> you and you make me feel ill. We went uh, into a restaurant, <laughs> and I suddenly went to sneeze. I took my handkerchief 
out, and as I pulled it out, a Vic inhaler and a suppository <laughs> landed on the floor. Oh, dear. Now, don't talk to me about humiliation. <laughs> <laughs> and she laughed hysterically, like, in yeah. a very ho 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 that French kind of... Oh, man, it was so yeah. awful. Yeah. I had a quite bad one. Uh, my oyster card fell out of my wallet. No shame in having an oyster card. No, no. But I was in, uh, on a private jet. Oh, when that's I, all right, though, isn't it? Well, I thought it was, but the other people, you know... I, I know went to Nobu, which is a very posh restaurant in mm. London, and I think I was with Michael McIntyre, and we, when they came for the thing, I said, can I pay for the oysters with this? Yeah. And got out my oyster card. <laughs> oh, I very this good. Up, and they said... Uh, <laughs> I don't know if we here. I don't know what he's. I don't know. Oh, Come on, what mate. A shame. <laughs> Where else am I going to use this guy? Come yeah. on. <laughs> no, I don't know if we. Mate! <laughs> no, but I. But I don't think we are. Ow. Anyway, I was pleased with myself, but you know, gone. You've got a few other options, right? Gone, gone, <laughs> never called me mother. <laughs> <laughs> you anyway. could you could do it with a boots card at a, at a shoe store. Oh, that's a good idea. You Except could... it's shot. Oh. <laughs> shot. Yeah, but oyster card it was so perfect. Yeah, oh, no, a dozen fine. oysters. I yeah. know, but you know you've got to move on, sweetheart. Yeah, yeah, don't let it get you down for the rest of the Christmas season. <laughs> it's like when I went out with a woman in Birmingham who lived in some flats, which at the time were quite rough flats, called Bath Court. And I said, the problem with Bath Court is the residents spend rather more time in the latter than they do in the former. <laughs> and she said to me, where's the latter? And oh. I thought that you and I can never be a couple. <laughs> I have to tell you, I uh, my my uh, partner Kath and her sister Rachel do a podcast called "I Wish I Was an Only Child," and the the next one, Very which, which is up on, it's up next Friday, which is, is that Christmas Day or Boxing Day? It is Christmas Day. I um, oh, they've got a Christmas uh, a Christmas special. What we did, we did a Christmas special in which me, I. And my brother-in-law, Rachel's husband, Jack Thorne, who's the writer guy, mm-hmm. yeah, who done his dark materials and everything good, everything Harry Potter stage play, etc. Um, we interview our partners about their relationship. Me and Jack interview them. Now imagine that. You know what they say: never teach your partner to drive. <laughs> yeah, it's got that kind of tension in the air it sounds tense it was i mean it sounds like my most favorite thing i've ever heard in my whole life when you get a laugh about your saying something about your partner and then thinking <laughs> i'll enjoy this laugh now because it may well be yeah. pain and anguish later <laughs> down the line oh so, so this is on christmas christmas day it goes up on i think there's yeah they've got a regular thing I think it's Peter Serovanovich this week. But what I'm saying is, just listen to me, is what I'm saying. That's my general plug. And we should have you mentioned the name of the podcast, right? It's called I Wish I Was an Only Child. Mm -hmm. And it's available where you get your podcasts. That's what you say if you're trying to. Thanks very very much. But I I did, (laughs) it was sprung on me. Can you do it like, can you do a podcast for us (laughs) lunchtime? And you can't say no. So anyway, nah. I, I, it was um, it was really um, 
something. All right. <laughs> Do you know what? That's made my Christmas the prospect of that. I actually can't oh, wait. Yeah. Let's talk about that in 2021, shall I've we? I've never done anything quite like it before, I think <laughs> it's fair to say. Um, we've had a, a text in, which I think contains... Uh, occasionally this show tiptoes into being good consumer advice. Uh, Poundland is best for kitchen sponges. Isn't about it? 20 multicoloured with scourers for your one pound. Silly money in the supermarket for a pack of only four. Mm. It's true. I mean, useful though. You, you, I, you know, it's there's some brilliant stuff in Poundland. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Oh, there we go again. Yeah, there really is. I tell you what, I, I thought um, I like a, I like a, I like a laugh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> American Vice President Mike Pence. Yes. He missed a real opportunity. Oh, gra- Grandpa Lego hair. He, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he missed a real... He looks like Colonel White as well from Captain Scarlet. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he missed a classic op. If I was having a big... If they asked me if I'd get vaccinated yeah. mm. as a, as a high-profile sort of person, you know, to, to do it, which they did with him this week. He was yeah. vaccinated live on telly and all that yeah I would have done that whole thing of having the vaccination and then falling down behind the table <laughs> coming up with like false teeth in it like <laughs> Jekyll and Hyde you <laughs> <laughs> gotta do that Mike you'll <laughs> never get that chance again you fool he might have been asked not to after that nurse fainted when she got oh, it anyway maybe <laughs> oh, Pence. He'll look back on that and think, you know, well, my one regret. Yeah. Sad into the Jekyll and Hyde. He won't, Pence. You would have. He won't. I don't think he's got where he got because he was drawn to comedy. <laughs> no, he started on, he had a bit part in Batman Lego movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was great in that, wasn't he? Yeah, he played uh, Steve Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Lego Steve Martin, he was. Very good. I got crazy feet. Um, Okay, oh, so look, um, oh, well, uh, the, le- the next time uh, we've got our greatest hit shows uh, coming up over Christmas, which is the Have best we? of oh, the year, Yeah. which um, it's not like this. If you listen to this and thought, oh, I'm not listening to this again, mm-hmm. the greatest hits, you know, they are, they have a consistency, which it's is literally a, it's the alarming. Best bits. Mm. It's the best bits. Oh, exactly. I'm always pleasantly surprised when I hear it. Yeah. So try that. And I say you have a bonus. You can listen to me on my partner's podcast from I, Christmas Oh, can Day. I mention mine, please? Thank yes. you. I've got my, J- my Christmas specials out on Monday, Walking the Dog. Jamie Cullen, mm. Piano Man. Oh, I was hoping the Christmas special, it would be a dog sled. <laughs> yes. I tried Santa. Uh, problem with availability. Yeah, Story of my life. Very busy. So look... Um, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we will be back again. Um, well, in, in greatest hits form this time next week. And um, you know what? Have a lovely Christmas. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.